Real Golf Radio. It's a reround now on the tee. Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. Brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen. Protecting the rights of you and your loved ones. It's a reround on Real Golf Radio. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper here in the Mountainland Supply Hour of Real Golf Radio. We welcome you in on every Saturday morning, 6 to 9, right here on 1280 The Zone. And it's brought to you in part by Mountainland Supply. We're uh, really grateful for their support. Of course, they uh, are your turf specialists with Rainbird sprinklers, controllers, drip irrigation, and everything you need to irrigate your lawn like the pros. You just need to go to Mountainland Supply. We have a lot to get to this hour. It's a preview of Masters Week, which is super exciting, Um, other than there isn't a Masters being played. But we're going to give you a taste. We're going to wet your whistle a little bit on some Masters talk and also hit some of the uh, interviews that we had earlier uh, from the first two hours on the network. So that's all straight ahead. You definitely want to check that out. If you're into shoes, golf shoes, uh, we got a really good one from Quater. Uh, it's a Travis Matthew brand golf shoe. We'll tell you about that coming up later this hour as well. So uh, a lot to get to, so stay tuned. But before we do that, as uh, we mentioned, at Mountainland Supply, sponsoring hour number three, they've been a great partner of the show. And you might say, well, why is Mountainland Supply sponsoring a golf show? Well, look, all of us that are golfers, we there, there's some things that we have in common. One is we love to be out on the golf course. And some of the things that attract us to a golf course include the beauty, the conditioning. We all want our golf course to look like Augusta National, the things that we see on TV at most tour events. And we want the greens to be smooth and fast and firm. And there's a lot that goes into that. And we've had the chance to visit with some of the great superintendents around here and talk, get their insights on what they do and all that goes in to making the golf course look the way it looks. Well, Mountainland Supply wants to do that for you. They're going to essentially be your superintendent, if you will. They are the pros pros, so they will help you to be able to do what the guys on a much larger scale at golf courses are able to do with your smaller scale yard. And and that's why I think it's applicable and why we've enjoyed having them as part of the show. And so to continue with that and to really get an insider's perspective on how we can do that, we're going to welcome in the sales manager in the turf irrigation division with Mountainland Supply. Jeff Stoddard is joining us right now. Hey, Jeff, how are you, man? I'm doing good. How are you guys? We're doing good. It's uh, finally some good weather. We've got sunshine out there. We've got uh, grass is starting to green up a little bit. But, you know, for me, I'll be honest with you, uh, Jeff, that also means uh, I've got to fire up the sprinklers. I'm a little nervous about what I might find come, you know, out of a big (laughs) winter. You know, do I still have heads that are working? Do I have any broken pipes? Uh, I finally need to address some of those areas that don't get coverage in the heat of the summer and burn up on the side of my yard. So there's a lot of things that also create some some anxiety or concern when you're when you're coming out of winter and into spring as it relates to your yard. So put my mind at ease. What what can you do for me there? Well, here here at Mountainland Supply, I mean we we have the professionals that take care of that for you guys. We help diagnose what's going on with your system, whether it's a controller, whether it's a valve that's stuck open or not working, or a head that's broken. Right, you can come into Mountainland Supply, any of our locations, and we've got professionals that will be there to help you figure this out and make it not so stressful on you. That's the thing that gets so stressful to me is I'm not really sure what to ask or how to diagnose it. And I always feel a little bit, you know, you feel like, look, man, I'm 46 years old. I'm a homeowner for a long time. I should be a man here and know exactly what's up. But it's a little intimidating. It it is, and it it can be, absolutely. And that's why, you know, there's professionals out there. We do our irrigation stuff and, and lawn maintenance and that. 
and there's people that work on your cars. And I, I feel the same way when I go into a mechanic. So we can put your mind at ease and, and help you guys get through that. It's, it's simple questions and, and answers and maybe even some pictures sent to us and, and we can make life a lot easier. So how long has Mountain Land Supply been around? So we've been around, uh, Meltland Supply started in 1947. So we've been around a very long time. And I guess that there's probably some things unique here to the Utah climate that might be different from other parts of the country. And as we know, the state is growing, certainly here in Utah County, where Bob and I live, it's it's growing tremendously. So uh, for those that find themselves maybe as a transplant, there's probably some unique things. And even even going from, like I moved, when I moved from Orem to Lehigh, the, the soil and the, the base underneath my, my turf was vastly different than that you know, in my previous home. And so I had to adjust some of my watering and, and, uh, and needs in that, in that area. So I imagine being around since, you know, the 1940s, you got a handle on a lot of the different conditions and harsh uh, things we face here in Utah. Uh, absolutely. And, and city by city, every city handles how they irrigate and how they distribute water to you as well. So uh, again, Mountland's here to help that. And and from the north of the state, how they put in irrigation systems down to Salt Lake and Utah County are, are vastly different. So having a professional in your corner definitely does help. That's some good stuff as far as residential is concerned and some things that Brian's going to need help with with his yard. But but tell us a little bit about Rainbird and and you guys being the golf distributor here in the state of Utah. Yeah, so that's, that's a good point. So Rainbird Golf has uh, – uh, they're key distributors, and we are the one in Utah that can handle Rainbird Golf equipment and products. So uh, we are the Rainbird local uh, experts, as you can say. So it's uh, it's nice golf courses, whether they use Rainbird or not. We're in. We have the golf knowledge and the experience in the industry that we can help out on that as well. Not only with golf courses, but also uh, a lot of the ballparks here uh, around the U.S. Uh, Rainbird's involved with, and, and hopefully we'll get to playing some baseball before too long. But uh, talk about some of the, the things you do with Salt Lake Bees as well. Yeah, absolutely. With the Salt Lake Bees, I mean, we, we sponsor their award-winning uh, grounds crew every year, and we also help them with all their irrigation needs. So whether it's their controllers or their heads, uh, that are rainbird on the field. We we go to them and they come to us and we're a great partnership with them. Jeff Stoddard, Mountland Supply, joining us here on Real Golf Radio, title sponsor here of hour number three of the show every Saturday on uh, 1280 The Zone right here on Real Golf Radio. So you, you mentioned something earlier, Jeff, when you said maybe even some pictures. Uh, I've heard that you can do some like full custom layouts of uh, of sprinkler designs for, for a particular yard. And I'll give you, I, I always like to insert myself. So sorry, well, I'm going to ask some for some free advice here, but maybe that'll <laughs> help relate to everybody else that's listening. So I, I put in a fence uh, in, in fenced in my backyard a few years ago, and that disrupted what the system was. And I had to turn a couple valves off and, and uh, replace some pipe. And, and I didn't really do a good job of rerouting it. So now I have some areas that aren't getting good coverage and send, tend to suffer every single year. And that's, that's causing a problem with the turf. So what can you do from, a I guess, a, a, a system that's designed, or how can you help me design a system specifically for my situation? Yeah, so we, we have uh, a whole design department that they do uh, designs and material takeoffs residentially and commercially. So if a system is already designed and in, a lot of times we can pull a, a Google Earth shot or whatever, or even just a quick, simple drawing on some graph paper 
of what you got and uh, knowing what head spacing and pressure and, and all that needs to be, we can very simply and easily uh, redesign a system and make y- your yard look like, uh, like the pros do, like the golf courses do, like commercial sites do. Uh, it's very simple to do though, but we have a whole design and uh, department and also our, uh, our counter sales people and, and outside sales can help with that as well. So this is kind of a, a, a crazy time period uh, with coronavirus and all that kind of thing. How do you guys help consumers um, during this period of time when it's so volatile and crazy in the world? Yeah, you know, that that's we've been adapting like everybody else has. And, and one thing that we started really last year is we have a, a text in number that we have. You can text to the main branch numbers. And it goes to everybody that's in the branch. And so you can send pictures or your order in. So we're asking customers if they want to text in their order, we'll pull it and have it ready for them. They don't even need to come into the branch. So we're trying to keep our employees and our customers as safe as possible, following guidelines so we can get them the product. Irrigation isn't stopping. We're actually ramping up, as you guys said, with the weather right now. So it's a good way for us to take care of our customers keep everyone safe and keep business going. That's a really good point, Jeff. I mean, regardless of uh, what the coronavirus is doing or what regulations we put in place, when the sun comes out and the heat turns up, the grass is going to need some water, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So what, what about this text line? Where can, where can we find that out? How can people engage and find out the information on that? Yeah. So if you simply go to mountlandsupply.com to our location, we have a location uh, button on there that you can go and pick what region, north, central, south, and, and it's just the main number. You just text it in and you'll get an immediate response saying that they have received it. And then you'll get a response when, uh, when someone is taking control of that, that thread, if you will. I mean, this is like these guys do turf yeah. irrigation stuff, but this is next level technology here. Like you're literally, you, you can help someone design their sprinklers, get their needs, and then you're doing free delivery anywhere in the state of Utah. I mean, that's pretty cool stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we do free, uh, delivery. So within, uh, we have stores within miles more than likely of where it needs to go or within, you know, an hour drive. So we take care of anybody from the top to the bottom of the state. All right. So you can do everything remotely and these guys will take care of you and get your lawn up and going. Besides it's a good time. Like if you're stuck at home anyway, you might as well be out in your yard getting those sprinklers figured out. And the pros at Mountainland Supply can help you out. Jeff Stoddard's a sales manager in the turf irrigation division of Mountainland Supply. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. Good insights. And thanks for being there for us during this time. So we can still take care of our turf needs here, man. Yeah, thank you guys. appreciate your time and let me come on and talk about Mountland Supply with you. Yeah, you got it. And uh, I'm going to be on there, Jeff. Don't worry. I'm going to be calling. We're going to be doing a drawing. I got to figure, I finally got to address it because let me tell you what, the pain of not addressing it has surpassed whatever pain I might need to go through to replace it and do it right. It just needs to be done right and then I don't have to worry about it. So uh, I'll be uh, getting in touch with you shortly and hopefully you guys can uh, give me a little diagram on what I need to do and fix uh, some of my irrigation needs. So thanks so much, man. Appreciate it. No problem. Look forward to it. There you go. Jeff Stoddard, sales manager in the turf irrigation division with Mountain Land Supply. And we thank Mountain Land Supply for their sponsorship right here on Real Golf Radio. We'll take a short break. When we come back, we'll continue. We'll tell you about some golf shoes as well and get you up to date on the news and notes around the game of golf. Thanks for joining us. Brian and Bob with you. Real Golf Radio right here on 1280 The Zone. 
Hi, this is Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen can help you if you've been injured in an accident. However, one thing we can't do is change the amount of your insurance coverage. You need to do that before an accident. By calling your insurance agent today, you can significantly raise your insurance limits for literally pennies a day. You'll be shocked to find out how little it costs to really protect yourself and your family. To learn more about this and other important elements of an accident, visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. This is Bob Casper for Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm a Traeger guy, and I got their Timberline 1300 from Barbecue Pit Stop. It comes with a Wi-Fi app where you can see and adjust your cooking temps while sitting on your couch or if you're out and about. My Timberline has 1,300 square inches of cooking space and the ability to cook up to 12 chickens, 15 racks of ribs, or 12 pork butts. I love my Traeger grill, and you can pick up yours today from Barbecue Pit Stop with locations in Lehigh, Salt Lake, Layton, or at barbecuepitstop.com. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. The first tee can teach young people how to hit a driver or how to stop a ball out of a bunker. But true success is measured by how well they perform off the golf course, by how well they use values like confidence, perseverance, and integrity in their daily lives. The first tee helps young men and women become better golfers. But even more important, better people. Get involved. Visit thefirstee.org. Ever wonder how the Salt Lake Bees baseball field looks so good? The award-winning Bees grounds crew turned to Mountainland Supply for their turf irrigation needs. Mountainland Supply is the exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. What does that mean for you? Well, when you need irrigation products for your lawn that you can trust, Mountainland Supply will not only have what you need, but can assist you in designing your sprinkler system with smartphone technology controllers, drip irrigation, pipe, parts, and tools. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Want to feel the need for speed on the golf course? Come into Uinta Golf and check out the new Cobra Speed Zone Drivers, Fairways, Irons, and Hybrids. The new King Speed Zone Driver and King Speed Zone Extreme Driver has been designed to go as fast and straight as possible. New Speed Zone King SC is Cobra's first ever carbon fiber iron line that delivers maximum speed, power, and forgiveness. Get custom fit today and receive a 50% bonus trade-in towards any new Cobra Speed Zone Series golf club. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. 
It's a reround on Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. All right, welcome back to hour number three of Real Golf Radio, the Mountainland Supply Hour. Thanks to Jeff Stoddart for joining us there. This segment brought to you in part by Zion's Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Hey, if you missed hour number two, we had a chance to catch up with Kevin Napier, who's a senior tour tech for Callaway Golf. This is the guy that drives the truck from tour stop to tour stop on the PGA Tour and sets it up, builds clubs, and hooks up all the players with the gear they need every week to go out and compete and win on the PGA Tour. And if you think this might be a dream job, which I think many of you might, I think you'll find this quite interesting about how he got into the job, what it's all about, and some of the insights from a tour truck perspective. Here you go. Here's Kevin Napier. Kevin, how are you, man? I'm well, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to visit with you. I mean, first of all, uh, I, I guess we're all hunkered down right now. The truck's not rolling, huh? Truck is parked. The truck is set up. You know, if we need to get in there for some weird, odd, strange reason, um, but it is uh, it is parked and, and and set up right now. Not not rolling for probably looks like maybe seven weeks. Wow, that's kind of that's kind of crazy for right in the middle of the tour schedule and and to be be down for seven weeks. So when you got the news of what was going on, where where were you at? What were you doing? So I was actually pulling into uh, Tampa for Valspar on uh, Friday morning. So uh, players we left Wednesday night, excuse me, Thursday morning. Uh, players we left Wednesday night, um, unless you are one of the first trucks, we're, it's weird logistically on this tour, unless you're one of the first trucks to get out of players, you probably aren't going to make it to Valspar in time to park on Wednesday night just because you have to take those trucks and drive down a car, car path through the trees. So, Doing that at night, it's a little dicey, so I was one of the last trucks to leave players and uh, stayed kind of outside of Tampa and drove in early morning, Thursday, started setting up, started hearing some rumbling, some rumors of, you know, maybe this is our, you know, they're going to, I think I heard they were going to have the tournament at Tampa, no no patrons, just like they were at players. So they are playing that first round at players. We were setting up, you know, there's rumblings. We're hearing there's a PGA Tour meeting. Uh, at like two that day, so we're kind of wildly gagging around seeing, um, I'm waiting on a few trucks to park, you know, kind of help those guys out. Um, I call Wade on the TaylorMade truck and he said, nope, we're not coming. Uh, we just got told to park the truck. So we heard something, you know, there, PXD was kind of a, once they came in and said, well, we're not going to set up. We're just going to kind of wait to see what this meeting does. Meanwhile, Titleist and I are already set up. And we're kind of, you know, bopping around there going, well, what's going to happen? So I just said, well, I got a flight, guys. I'm, I'm heading out. I'm lucky to have Simon where he can come over from West Palm, maybe three-hour drive, and grab the truck if we need to. Uh, so I rolled out. Uh, next day, uh, I think we, we saw, or that evening, we saw uh, players get canceled and, and, you know, everything else just kind of toppled from there. So super strange, you know, leading up to it. Are we working? Are we not? Are we no fans? Are we not? So it was crazy. And once we kind of heard the announcement from the Masters, it was like, oh, my gosh, this is real. Yeah, I got real quick. Kevin Napier, Senior Tour Trailer Tech for Callaway Golf, joining us here on Real Golf Radio. All right, so, Kevin, let's let's talk a little about uh, what, what your day-to-day is like, um, you know, from a, from a job standpoint. You mentioned driving from, from tour to tour stop and, and then arriving and then setting up. So what is the difference between parking and setting up? And kind of take us through what, what a typical week is like for you. Sure. So uh, 
it, it, it's kind of opposite of what you see on TV. So, you know, what you see on TV is a Thursday to the Sunday afternoon finish, four rounds. Um, we are kind of opposite of the tour. So um, on the tournament days, we're actually traveling uh, to the next tournament, setting up. Usually that means uh, driving, setting up uh, on site, you know, as, as a work week is coming, you know, popping out, leveling, you know, cleaning out the truck, make sure everything's organized, putting our inventory away, you know, going to the locker room, grabbing our balls and our hats for our guys uh, for next week. So we're always, you know, two, three, sometimes four weeks in advance shipping stuff out, especially if it's an international event um, for the players. But uh, so that Sunday, I'm kind of take maybe two or three hours, maybe four, depending on, you know, how dirty or, or where we're parking. And sometimes we have to wait for different trucks. You know, you're kind of shuffling everybody in. So some this person has to go here and you have to wait for that person to show up. So sometimes that can take a little longer on Sunday, but then our days start out maybe Monday morning, seven to seven thirty arrival. And Monday mornings are usually somewhat slow, um, depending on, you know, if it's a tournament that's cross country or if it's hard to get to, you know, if guys are coming from like a WGC Mexico, it may be a little harder to get to that next event. So it depends. Mondays could, could be kind of hit or miss, but Tuesdays, uh, same hours, kind of seven fifteen to, to five, five thirty, just as fast and as, as much as you can, you can possibly build a golf club. So we have two guys on their building, myself and Simon that are just nonstop from probably eight to five. Uh, building and then we're out of there uh, uh, Wednesday. I start kind of slowly packing up about uh, Thursday. Uh, excuse me, about uh, I don't know twelve thirty one. You know, kind of slowly putting away things. The minute you start putting away things, guys come in. It's inevitable. You know, I need this uh, at, at twelve or one o'clock. It's like you know you can't really say no. You got to help them. Uh, but uh, so we will generally roll out about two two thirty, and then uh, we'll head to the next one. Um, so it's kind of a travel circus, so to speak, three or four days. You know, just a second ago, we were talking off air. You said you're doing, you know, six days of work or five days of work in two days. What does that consist of as far as what do you build? Um, are you building iron sets? Are you building lots of drivers? Uh, you know, the whole gamut of lots stuff. Of, yep. Everything. Everything you can do. Uh, so I focus on wood hybrids. And then I've got another gentleman by the name of Simon Wood who came over from our European team, and he kind of heads up irons and wedge builds. He also gets out to the tee a little bit and works with players with irons and wedges when he's not building. Um, but, yeah, so we you know, we have the ability to build everything that is in their bag on the truck. So if somebody doesn't show up with their bag and it gets, quote, unquote, lost, uh, that's a bad day for us because we're going to be busy. Um if, if we were to do that, Simon and I could probably knock out a full bag and probably, you know, maybe an hour and 45. Wow. <laughs> but it's, it, it, that's, that's pumping. So that's driver, wood wedges, you know, iron putter. But, yeah, so we're able to do, and we carry backups on that trailer uh, to be able to put everything back in somebody's bag if they need it, whether it's, you know, an iron that, uh, you know, was hit in the desert, got it rock chip on it or in the face or, you know, it would get weird stories, you know, sometimes, you know, it keeps us in a job, but we, we have clubs that come in in multiple pieces, uh, they, you know, where, where their knee got in the way or a tree got in the way. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, we always hear stories of, of what happened and, 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 
and I need this, this, and I need it yesterday, you know. But, yeah, we are able to, you know, pretty much build anything that's in a player's bag at that event, whether it's, you know, maybe two or three years older as far as a club they trust a lot. Um, we're, we're able to keep a backup, and uh, we're able to build it. We had Johnny Thompson on with us, and uh, I, I told Bob, I'm like, my guess is Kevin just does all the heavy lifting to make Johnny look good. Is that kind of how that goes? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we we both have very different roles, but we both rely on each other a ton. You know, I interact with Johnny, you know, and, and, and talk to him and Kellen as well. He's our other key rep. Um, but those guys, you know, they're, they're, they're the kind of the mediator between myself and the player. So it's, it, it's basically, you know, they're working with the player with that relationship with what the player needs and, and what they're they're trying to, um, you know, get a get a result with the club. Whether it's hey, I'm spending it too much. Hey, um, you know, I'm seeing a little bit more left or right in this driver, or, or I need a backup or something like that. It doesn't matter what it is. But Johnny is kind of he he writes the orders up for me, and and I kind of I kind of build everything. So I interact with Johnny you know, more than probably anybody, uh, uh, on the truck on a daily basis. I see Johnny more than I see my wife. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <goes> for both. <laughs> Continuing our conversation now with senior tour trailer technician with Callaway golf. He's out there on the PGA tour, driving the truck from tour stop to tour stop building clubs. And, uh, just really pleased to continue our conversation with Kevin Napier. So how did you get started doing this? Well, I've been in golf ever since I was, uh, started playing when I was young, like seven seven years old, started playing junior golf, was a cart boy, cart kid, played high school golf, you know, did that as a job or being, a, you know, running carts and taking range, um, played golf a couple years in college at a D2 school, um, transferred away, got kind of burned out on golf. I, uh, worked retail at multiple places, uh, winning edge golf in the night in late nineties, early two thousands in Knoxville, worked three different stints at three different PGA Tour Superstores mm. right when they were starting out. So opened up a couple of those in, in, in the Phoenix area after working um, with a friend of mine in, uh, in Dallas. Let's see, started caddying, kind of got burned out of that. Started caddying in Florida and North Carolina. So six months uh, back and forth, just at a private club. Caddied for a friend of mine on Peter's Tour for a little while. He played maybe a half season on Web, so got a little taste of that. Worked for, uh, got out of caddy, worked for Cleveland Golf, and they had a, a, a program called Tech Van, the Tech Van program. So it was a drive, build, kind of like a small version of what I'm doing now. So you learn to build, and you learn to kind of travel. As I'm in my mid to late 20s, I uh, learned to build golf clubs and learned to kind of live on the road. So, you know, you're building for retail and building for tour, but not be any more different. You know, there's a margin of error in retail, plus or minus this, or plus or minus this much weight we're in tour you don't get margin for error if it's off it's off so kind of learn how to build fast on that tech van um sometimes you're building six seven iron sets of irons a day uh so it's retail i mean you got one guy out there sitting and one guy building so it's two man team um got out of that worked for adam's golf as a tour rep for about three months unfortunately that was when taylor may came in and i was uh last one in first one out kind of thing so that stunk but I had a few uh, events under my belt doing that and, and made enough connections and, and uh, 
went back to retail for a short stint and got hired as a PGA driver for Callaway through, uh, through Kellen, uh, which was kind of an acquaintance. He is, he was the driver tech at the time. He has since been through our putter rep and now he's one of our key reps. So it's, uh, golf has always been part of my life. Let's <laughs> so speak. That's a great journey. Uh, really cool stuff. Yeah. Kevin Napier joining us here on Real Golf Radio. All right, so back to the truck real quick. What's the coolest thing on the truck? Tell us a little bit about what it looks like in there. I know there's, you know, there's some accommodations for players to, you know, like lounge and hang out and uh, probably some cool, you know, tour type gear that's uh, available for the players. What, if someone were to get a, a, a tour of, of your truck, what's, what's kind of the cool things they'd want to see? Yeah, so I'll kind of walk you through. Uh, I do play tour guide every once in a while, so I'm not busy. <laughs> uh, so I'll kind of walk you through. When you come in, the first thing you kind of see is, uh, which I think is one of the coolest things on there, is the hat cabinet. So the hat cabinet has labeled, you know, every staffer that we have, you know, front and center is kind of, you know, Nicholson, Stinson, you know, the, the, the old school Callaway guys that have been around for a long time. Um, and you see all the younger guys kind of surrounding there, but everybody has their own custom hat. Um, so whether it's fit, material, whatever, you know, some guys wear flat bills, some guys wear uh, snapbacks, some guys wear, you know, old school like a rope hat or whatever. So it, that's kind of cool when you kind of see some personality with, with their hats and stuff. Uh, second, we go kind of to the right where I keep all the irons and the, and the driver heads and stuff. And so opening up drawers there is kind of a wow factor. Um, you see all the shiny new stuff, irons, wood. Every once in a while, you'll, you know, you'll catch a, we'll have, some new stuff in there, prototype stuff that, you know, maybe in that bottom back drawer. Um, but that, my building station next, uh, Simon, uh, uh, he's kind of up top in the front of the trailer. He, he, like I said, he does all the wedges and the irons. He has a, kind of a cool couple bags around him. We keep uh, backup sets of wedges for players in there because we have so many. Uh, now, if we're custom grinding something, we will custom grind it and then build it because it's hard to do with the weights and whatnot. But with his with his station, he has all the, like the, the stamps and the painted and all that stuff that Anthony, our, our builder back at HQ, does. Uh, but he, he kind of has all those wedges in the bag, and they're very uh, different from one another as far as, you know, the way they look for their ground or something like that. Uh, across the way is, is Joe's kind of putter. Uh, Joe Toulon is our putter rep. Uh, he has a lot of the well, – he carries four bags of putters with him. Uh, on tour, so he's got a lot of cool stuff in there, a lot of one-offs. You know, you you may see a putter and put it down, but it, it might have a different sight line or a sight dot, or it may have, you know, some little different shape tweak here and there. So there's a lot of, like, little things you wouldn't notice if you were just kind of skimming around that truck, but if you took your time and looked at stuff compared to what you see on the shelf, um, there's a lot of little cool things, you know, in that truck. That's awesome. And how often are guys switching stuff out? I think that's a question that, that most people ask is, you know, yeah. how, how often are they regripping? How often are they changing iron yeah. sets, wedges, you know, that type of thing? Uh, that's a great question. Um, iron sets, I would say on average, they go through one a year. Unless you get a guy like that has the practice, you know, regiment of like a – uh, and we don't have any guys like this really right now, like a BJ or Singh or, you know, somebody that just is a range ball beater. Maybe Alex Norris is, is the guy for us that, that just absolutely grinds on the range a lot. Uh, he, he may go through two sets a year. But it's average two sets of irons a year. Wedges, 
you know, a guy will ask for a lob wedge. Some guys do full sets at one time with wedges. Some guys just do a lob wedge every once in a while. So uh, a guy like Patrick Rogers, he goes through a full set every time. He's a custom grind. He may go through uh, four sets of wedges a year. Um, you know, a guy like, uh, uh, let's see, oh, goodness, maybe Alex Norris. He, like I said earlier, he's a range beater. He, he plays, I think, like a 48, 52, 56, 60 in the ND5, the Jaws. He'll go through 48, 52, 56, maybe three times a year. And then that 60 degree that he practices with a lot and, and you know, pitches around the groove a lot, maybe six times a year. Wow. So that's quite a bit for a 60-degree wedge. Um, with grips, everybody's different. Um I feel like an average grip change is going to be every six to eight weeks. Uh, again, that depends on you know where they live, you know where, where they're, how much they're they're feeding balls, how much they practice, kind of on their own time, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, drivers, you know, we 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 encourage you know the new stuff, obviously, but if we have a player who's very finicky about you know what they want to play and what ball flight they want to see, and they had a lot of success with you know, maybe Epic Flash or a year-old driver. We will test with them, and we will try to get them into something new and do our, our best we can. But a lot of times, we won't wait on that guy, especially if they're, you know, top player in the world. We'll, it's a fine line. You know, we want them to in the new stuff, but we want to play good as well, you know. So with Wood, they're always going to carry a backup driver head with them because we have the ability to screw everything on and off now. So we will, you know, I have the – the machines on the truck where I can dial in a driver, say, Stenson, he plays a nine-degree standard Maverick head. I can find one within 0.1 degrees of loft and maybe 0.1 or 2 degrees of lie. I have the ability to do that with the machinery on the truck, and we can weight it up to the tenth of a gram to his uh, to his spec, and he can carry that around and travel with that with him. Because, mm. unfortunately, these guys, uh, they're very good as far as hitting, uh, you know, swinging fast but they're also very good at hitting the same spot on the face of the driver. So you, me, and everybody, you know, every other Joe Blow out here doesn't hit the same spot on the driver every time when we don't swing at 120, 115. So they do crack heads, unfortunately, and it's common. It's very common because they, they stress these drivers out no matter what we do uh, to try to give them the ability to, to, to play a driver all through the year. So it's, it's only a matter of time, a, a matter of time before – you know, these guys will swing over 100, maybe 13 or 14. They're going to crack and drive them. All right, that was Kevin Napier. It's brought to you in part by Siegfried and Jensen, 801-222-2222. Siegfried and Jensen. Stay tuned. Caddy joins us next right here on Real Golf Radio. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried and Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools? They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, 
sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant. Game changers, even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts. And I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure or nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Reshape your golf game at Uinta Golf with the new tailor-made Sim Family. The new Sim Shape and Motion Series is here, featuring the Sim, Sim Max, and Sim Max D-type drivers, fairways, and rescues. Sim Woods have been reshaped to increase your distance and swing speed, while the Sim Irons are made so you no longer have to compromise distance and feel. Get custom fit today and receive a 50% bonus trade-in towards any new tailor-made Sim Series golf club. Now at Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. It's a reround on Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. This segment brought to you by Hoops Vision and HoopsVision.com. Now is a perfect time for you to get on the calendar. It's going to get busy real quick when this all passes and everyone wants to get out and get their uh, eyes, eyes done and so they can see this summer. You enjoy seeing the golf ball out there. And I'll tell you what, here's your offer. Go to HoopsVision.com, schedule a free consultation, mention Real Golf Radio, and you'll save $1,000. Thousand bucks. You're welcome. At Hoops Vision off of your LASIK procedure. Go to the best at Hoops Vision and HoopsVision.com. As we mentioned, we had a chance to catch up with America's favorite caddy. Here he is. 
There are bag rats. And then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Yeah, Caddy joins us weekly right here on Real Golf Radio. And, uh, boy, you know what? You can't contain a caddy. That guy's on top of it regardless of the sanctions put in place, and we're grateful to have him. Hey, Caddy, what's up, man? Well, I was I listened to, you know, with a little extra time on my hands, I, I went back and listened to a few of the uh, – I pulled a few podcasts out of the freezer, and I decided, boy, I really need to do something about my audio quality, so I hope this is an improvement. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You know, it does help to listen. We <laughs> Well, the fact that we updated you from the original iPhone, uh, you know, that, that's, that's got to be something. Well, it was actually the Razor. Ah, oh, is that what it was? Ah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the original brick. Razor. The brick. the brick. Yeah. <laughs> well, Caddy, so we, we're glad to hear did, you're doing did, well. Did you not say it was a fluid situation? Uh, oh, I see what you do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Caddy doesn't miss anything. No, Caddy doesn't miss anything. No, no. Caddy's always listening. Very My perceptive. Yep. Yeah. And all the news is going viral. Oh boy. Let's not. Let's not really. Let's not make this whole thing about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's let's put on a good show for the three listeners that are still hanging in there. <laughs> Everybody else just went at this point. Next. Yeah. Yeah. Let's Some to days e- are better than others. Let's right listen now. to '80s Rewind no. right now. So, um, all right, Caddy. So uh, some of the news that's been going. On, it's pretty interesting, right? I mean, so we we've uh, recently learned that the USGA has rescheduled the U.S. Women's Open for December. Um, so things are starting to move and there's reports out of, um, USA today about, you know, some changes, possible masters dates in November. Uh, what, what are your, just generally speaking, Bob and I've been talking about it, but what's your, what's your thoughts on, on trying to salvage a season, I guess, late in the year. If it's possible, try to salvage it. One reality of what's going on here is the further we go along, the better data we have which enables us to make better predictions about when we can get, when, when we can do things from opening things up to playing sports again, to life being back to quote unquote, I don't want to say normal or life being back to post post virus effect or post virus, um, you know, situation. So yeah, I, I'm all for it. I think uh, there's a reason there not canceling the whole season way ahead of time is because no one has any d- idea what ahead of time even means. So I, I, it makes perfect sense to me. Try to salvage it. Of course. Why, why not? Yeah. Just, just wait and see and um, kind of see what happens and how things, things move along. The interesting thing would be that now you're packing everything uh, with professional golf into college football season, professional football season, start of the NBA, all that, all that kind of stuff. Since, since we're not having any sports now for a little while or for the foreseeable future, we're going to be inundated with sports in the fall. Could be. Uh, we don't yet know which sports can come back. Some may be able to be played before others. Uh, I think sports where you, know, you can have the fan, no fan thing. 
some sports are just a lot easier to crank up and, and make happen quickly than others just because of the number of participants or the field of play, things like that. So I don't know that everything's going to start up all at once. It may, it may not. It's again, we just don't know yet. All right, Caddy. So tell me what you think about some of this and golf week again, doing a great job uh, with, with an article, Eamon Lynch with uh, some really good reporting and putting some things together about some possible changes, citing some sources uh, from the USGA, from, from others that are, that are making schedules. But uh, they're, they're talking about moving the U.S. Open out of Wingfoot because, of course, you get late in the year in New York and, you know, I get, you have weather. So they're looking at West Coast and probably going to a place where they've held a U.S. Open in the past. So they're talking about Torrey Pines. They're talking about Pebble Beach where, you know, they played last year and Torrey Pines, which they're supposed to play next year. So what are your thoughts on that? And then what are some things logistically that, that go into that and especially playing two golf courses? What, what's your thoughts? I, I, I'm not too informed on the logistics of things, but I'm sure the logistics are a nightmare for whoever has to take care of that. Uh, I think that champions, is in a good spot for the women's open in that they can play late into the year. You can play in Houston in December almost all yeah. the time. Uh, obviously, Wingfoot, you can push that into maybe mid-October, and then you're really risking it after that. I mean, there's plenty of times when you can play a lot of good golf in New York in November, but you can't count on that. So, yeah, you'd have to move it to, to something like Tory would be obvious, Pebble would be obvious, easy to do, been there, done that kind of thing. So good ideas. It's, it's, I think if the U.S., if the men's U.S. Open gets moved yeah, or changed to later in the year, it's, it's, it's likely it's probably going to have to move to a climate, more climate-friendly place because it probably will be played after, you know, later in the year if you can salvage it. So that'd be my guess. So, so what they're saying is um, the Open Championship hasn't decided whether they're going to be able to play in July or if they'll need to reschedule um, to uh, the week of September 17th through 20th. It'll stay at St. George's or if they're going to cancel it. So if they, if they don't – if they play in July or they cancel at the Open Championship, that opens up that week of September 17th through 20th for the U.S. Open – to be played still at Wingfoot. Now, if that that date's not open, then that's when they're thinking about moving it um, to either Torrey Pines or Pebble Beach. And since the U.S. Open is a 156-player field, they will definitely need two golf courses to get them around with the with the short hours of light um, to get them around for the first two rounds before they make a cut and then play the final rounds on the, on the host course. This has got to be like some massive game of dibs, Brian, right? Brian, Caddy? I mean, Brian, <laughs> yeah. Brian, this, this, can I, can I, Brian, I've got to, I've got to cut in right here. Just, <laughs> so if you listen, if you listen to what Bob just said, yeah, that's exactly for, for our listeners who have not had the pleasure of experiencing this in person. What you just heard, was what sound what it sounds like when Bones is describing how to hit a simple fifteen foot eight iron chip shot straight uphill to fill. <laughs> That's exactly what it sounds like. 
I just had to throw that in. Just matter of fact, Bob laying it out there. No, but but is that, is that like a massive game of dibs going on? I mean, does the RNA be like, hey, we want this September date, and USGA is like, ah, that would have been a good one for us. Sorry, we got you know we got history on our side. We're we've been around a little longer. Okay, all right. Well, listen. I mean, how did how did that all go down? Like, I dibs that date. No, I but anyway, I just think that's. Funny. I gotta throw something at you. I don't know how this works with all the. I mean, everybody at that when you get to the top of the food chain in golf. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody works together. The RNA, the USGA, everybody at the Masters. They're all kind of all the same people, right? I mean, they're kind of, a lot of them are intertwined with each other and this and that. So I think um, maybe that makes it a lot easier to work together when you're talking about those major championships because they're, they're just also intertwined with the same folks, right? Yeah. You go to the Masters, who's there? Well, everybody from the R- USGA is there. Everybody yeah. from the RNA is there. And, and they're all involved in running the tournament, kind of, if I'm not mistaken. They're all on the rules committees together. So I think that makes it easier for them to coordinate. And I'm going to guess, um, look, do you think if, if, the, if the Masters says, we're going to play this week in October, you think anybody's going to go, no, we're going to schedule that week and see what happens? I don't think so. Um, <laughs> that, that's you know, the and, truth. The, yeah, you know, the, so. the, week that's, the week that would remain the same technically would be the, would be the Ryder Cup, which is September 25th through 27th at Whistling Straits. So, see, and I just don't um, see you going okay. across St. George's and then flying back to Wisconsin for the very next week for a Ryder Cup. That seems, I don't know, that, that, that one seems the scheduling, the, the biggest scheduling challenge. Well, well you, you, you certainly could go from, so you, you don't see going from Whistling Straits over to St. George's? No, it's, no, it'd be from the other St. way around. Just two whistling straights. Why not? That's what we do all the time over here. We and also, here the the thing about that date, there though, to play the also, Ryder Cup. they only they only play three rounds during the during the during the Ryder Cup. So it's only Friday, Saturday, right. Sunday. So they've actually got an extra day to acclimatize when they come back. All right. Um, oh, you're talking from St. George to Ryder Cup. Yes, correct. Uh, kind of a yeah, kind of a half day because you're you're losing that time, you're losing that eight. Uh, that's what sure. eleven hours time sure. change. Eleven hour time change, or no, no, it's an eight hour time change. So. Yeah, um, yeah, you're kind of losing a half a day coming from there. But anyway, I mean, you could certainly do that. They're going to charter a jet and be there. They're going to sleep on the jet. It probably in a nicer place than anywhere we've ever slept in our lives. So yeah, kind of like going from. Uh, from Tiger's event all the way to Australia. Yeah, boy. That would have been a nice one. If you're going to... Jeff Lumen said one time, he told me that uh, Jack Nicholas invited him to go along with him. I think it was to South Africa and maybe a few other places for a few days to go visit some golf courses that Jack was working on. And so they flew in Jack's jet and, and flew said it was just like, you know, taking a drive around your neighborhood, basically, you didn't even realize you had gone half around, halfway around the world. It was so easy to do. I'm probably, I'm probably, uh, you know, telling the story with a little more generality as I, you know, our motto. We have two mottos here, right? I can yep. either confirm or deny the accuracy of that information and never let the truth get in the way of a good story. As long as we stick so with those two, two, we're okay. 
Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, but it's just a, it's a mess, right? It's a mess. It's it's look. The nice thing is, is that we're talking about doing something at all at some point in time. So that's the that's the positive thing. Here's the thing I got to ask you about, Caddy. Though, are you Tory Pines North as a companion course to the U.S. Yes. Open or Spyglass? as a companion course to Pebble for the U.S. Open. I mean, that that's really what you look at. And then they're going to have to – obviously, Bob, they wouldn't let us park on the range at Spyglass for the media shuttle if we right. are uh, – if they're hosting uh, – Or it goes to Monterey Peninsula that, Well, that's it. So, well, what do you like there, Caddy, from a companion course standpoint? Depends on what, what's your parameter of what's good is. If you're looking for logistics, clearly it's story fine because you're all on one property and everything's right there. So that's, that's the no-brainer for just making it – easier for logistics. Right. But don't they uh, utilize for, the North course a lot for some of the tents and things? They wouldn't be able to do that. Suddenly you've, you've lost that ability because you're playing on that course, right? See, Bob, that's why I'm I noted earlier in the show that I'm not an expert on the logistics because Brian just totally schooled me on that right now. Well, I, I think, think they're going to have to move tents around and not have them in the normal places Obviously, that they would yeah. during, during, during the events. So taking that um, aside, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult to get those all up. Yeah. All right, that was the caddy joining us right here in hour number three, the Mountainland Supply Hour of Real Golf Radio, brought to you in part by Zion's Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. And again, we thank Mountainland Supply for their sponsorship of the show. Mountainland Supply is your turf specialist with rainbird sprinklers, controllers, drip irrigation, and everything you need to irrigate your lawn like the pros. As you heard from Jeff Stoddard, all you got to do is go to mountainlandsupply.com. They are hooking you up during this time. You literally can shop everything online. You can text them pictures you can text them questions they're going to respond to you and they'll deliver exactly what you need yep. anywhere in utah how cool is that and then you can work on your yard get your sprinklers all set up because regardless of what viruses are out there when the sun comes out and the heat turns up your water your lawn's going to need some water and you want to make sure that it looks good and look like your favorite golf course and mountain land supply takes care of the golf courses they'll take care of your lawn as well. Uh, also, uh, much thanks to Barbecue Pit Stop. This is definitely a smoking weekend, Bob. I am doing carne asada and tacos this week. Really? Yep, absolutely. So what kind of meat are you going to use for the carne asada? Flank steak, marinated. Flank steak. Yep, marinated. It's been marinating now for about 24 hours. Um, got all kinds of good things to, uh, to you know, kind of soften that up a little bit, mm-hmm. create mm-hmm. some flavor, some spice. And I'm going to throw that on my yoder. And we're going to cook that up, and then I'm, I'm also doing my uh, famous guacamole, which is, uh, of course, the famous froggly guacamole. You can't take the cold infamous, credit The infamous guacamole? Yeah. Well, no, okay. it's not infamous. It's famous, Bob. Not infamous. <laughs> it's famous. Well, guess what I'm doing? Oh, yes. What well, I'm doing, doing tri-tip. Can't go wrong. No, I love tri-tip. Cannot go wrong. Well, that'll be good. Hey, if you need any rubs, sauces, pellets, or more, you can go to our friends at Barbecue Pit Stop and barbecuepitstop.com. All right, we're out of time. Uh, Enjoy conference weekend, everybody, however you do that. Thanks to our producer, Dave Glauser. Hopefully you stay, continue to stay healthy and uh, stay safe and be smart out there, and hopefully we'll all be out mingling and enjoying time together, especially out on the golf course before we know it. Again, we appreciate you tuning in and being with us, and uh, thanks to all of our sponsors for hanging in there with us, and be sure to support them as well. It's hard times for everybody. We want to make sure that we do our part. So uh, again, thanks to Dave Glauser, our producer. He's Bob Casper. I'm Brian Taylor. Next week, it's a Masters edition. It's not going to be a 2020 Masters, but some of the highlights, including a celebration of Billy Casper's 50th year as a Masters champion. We'll talk about it all next week, right here on Real Golf Radio.
Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real. 